Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that eat at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host and president of Crossroads Farm, Doug Rutledge. Hi, I'm Doug, and we're here with the Homegrown Remix Podcast, where every week we get together with four of our amazing students, our, our most brilliant students just this week. It's the most brilliant students the best looking students, you can't really see that because, you know, this is a podcast. Um, but we are going to dissect and digest and discuss uh, the topic for tonight. Tonight we had kind of a kind of an emotional night. It was an emotional, we're coming into a Christmas season. We talked about being devoted to one another. So with that being said, uh, I'll let our students introduce themselves to you and we will go from there. I'm Danny Swire. I'm a sophomore at Hanover Horton High School. Um, I'm Justice Wiegand, and I'm a junior at Quincy High School. My name's Christian Phillip, and I'm a junior at Hillsdale. I'm Colton Weiler, and I'm a sophomore at Reading High School. Fantastic. So uh, tonight, Luke kind of let it all hang out there. He like he revealed his life and some of the mm-hmm. some of the stuff. Um, so here's my first question: Do you have anyone in your life? that you would say uh, they are like family. They're not real biological family, but we treat them like family. They, they might as well be family. Uh, for me, I mean, obviously, like, some of, like, my really, like, close group of friends, but also, like, uh, the staff up at Hiawatha Youth Camp. It's a really tight group that kind of forms every year. It's kind of cool how it all blends together like a family. Cool. Um. For me, I'd say it's my best friend, Kendall. She's for sure just considered one of us at this point. Okay, good. My mom's got a couple of best friends, and our families are pretty attached. All right. For me, um, I, I go to a camp called Brown City every year. It's where I met the Foxes. Yeah. And the, there's just a bunch of people there that I don't, I don't think I'll, I can ever forget. So that's that's really cool. We all have somebody that you'd say... This is like family. In fact, Colton, this weekend, you have like some of that staff at your house. Yeah, we had we had three of them come down and just stay at our house for the weekend. They kind of show up just random just, yeah, all the time, time right? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of cool. My house is like that. We have a bunch of people that we adopt and they're just in our house all the time. So, And they might as well be family, which is great. Uh, we add them to everything. So gives us a big family all the time. Second question now is is this. So what kind of things, what type of things bind you to other people? Like what are the things that you would say, yeah, this is the this is maybe one of the ways that I I feel most connected to other people. When you're most comfortable with them, like sharing personal information, it kind of gives you something to build your relationship upon more than a good friend or rather How do you get there? Like, how do you get to where you're comfortable with somebody? Takes a lot of time, a lot of patience, a lot of laughs. Laughs are good. Yeah. Have you ever had one of those times where you're sitting around a table and you're laughing so hard and you know that everybody else wishes they got what you were laughing at, mm-hmm. but they don't? And you're yeah. like, yeah, you guys are outsiders. This yeah, is just... sometimes I'll get a joke like five minutes after it's said and I just <laughs> think everyone else is like, it's over with. And I'm like, I think this is the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. It's good. And when you're 90, you can be replaying those jokes forever and be the only person laughing in a room. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. Kevin, what do you have? Anything that binds you to people? Like something specific? I don't know. They're, like, 
for me recently, there's been a lot of spiritual things, and I've just mm. been reaching out to a lot of people. Because mm. I feel like I've just been spoken to to do that, like, literally just recently, like, four nights ago. Wow. I wow. Just, uh, it, I've had kind of some crazy experiences the past few days. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's like, I mean, do you want to go into depth with that a little bit more? Um, well, like, literally four nights ago, I, I went to sleep at, like, nine, and then I, I wake up at, like, twelve, and... And my light's still on. I'm like, oh, I better shut... Well, I didn't shut it off because I was like, oh, I should do my homework. So I, so I finished doing my homework. And then, then it was like two by then. And then um, I, I went in my bed and I was like, God, what do you want? And, and I, 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 I was like, I need you to speak to me. And, and he told me something. He was like, I'm coming really soon. And you need to, you need to tell everyone, wow. literally everyone. Wow. And and what's crazy is like it's kind of weird but like that the night before I posted a TikTok and then right after that night it like I got tons of views and then there's just, there's just a bunch of people adding me on Snapchat and then I don't know I've been able to like just I've spread it I brought it up every single time. Wow. And it's it's kind of cool. That is really cool. That's awesome. It's really cool. Cool. What ties you to people? Uh, yeah, back to that. Um, I like the comfortability that Danny brought up. I think that's super important, being able to be comfortable with them. Um, but, like, I guess that, like, initial, like, how you're kind of come together, just for me, of a lot of, like, similar interests and views, I guess. So, like, if you're, like, just, like, having simple conversations with someone and you start talking and then you find out you have all these, like, similar things about each other that you both enjoy, it kind of builds, uh, kind of starts to build the more complex relationship and then obviously as you get to know each other more and more is when you get to be more comfortable with each other and eventually start sharing those deeper things that kind of set that relationship apart relationship apart from others so um you've mentioned camp we've mentioned camp sports tend to do the same thing uh if you have a hobby or something that you spend a lot of time with can church be that for people yeah okay you so, always have your little church family. Yeah. It's always required. I mean, not required. I mean, it's always, like, coming with it. I feel like you can always be comfortable to, like, talk with them about your faith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's good. I, I think um, one of the things that I've noticed is when you share a hardship or struggle that binds you. Like, a good laugh binds you in one way. But um, if you both have a parent who survived cancer binds you in a different way or if you've uh you know gone through financial hardship and you understand that about somebody else you you kind of get that or it, you know if you have an annoying little brother or whatever that combines you together you know in kind of a different way um classes bind us together too let's talk about this who are some people that you besides family who you'd say these are the people and i'm pretty sure i'll carry this relationship on forever you know, one way or another, whether it's just in my heart or I'm really going to be connected to these people. Like, I'm really connected. And they're not family. Can it be a family friend? Yeah, it can. Um, for me, I'd say my family friends, they aren't as close as they were now, like we're back then. But I've always just been super close with them and they've always had my back and had my family's back. And even though my family isn't close to them anymore, I still get in touch with them and I don't think I would ever lose that bond with them. I agree with her on that because either way, they've like seen me grow up, like family friends, they've seen me grow up, they know all about me and what my mother's told about, so they'll always 
be on my side. They always help me out of things. That's good. So you mentioned camp. So there are some special people that you just, you're maybe in the same season of camp or you've made commitments on the same night or whatever. Um, talk about that, that a little bit. How does that bind you? How do spiritual commitments bind you? I mean, so like after like maybe there's a deep night at camp and you both um, make a decision or maybe you like go and just like talk to someone that like about something that you haven't really brought up and just that person being there for you and like it kind of forms that like I I have your back, you have mine. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot more, I guess there's a lot more into it that it's hard to explain but just, I mean, sharing that personal information that, like, no one really knows about, kind of. Does prayer do that? Does prayer, like, bind you in a, a really unique way with somebody else? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, like, for me, like, literally last night, too, I, I dropped my girlfriend off, and, like, she, we've both kind of, like, been, like, on the, getting kind of high on the spiritual level. And, yeah. and like, I, I was dropping her off, and then uh, we hugged, and I was, like, someone just told me, I was, like, I was like, Shay, can we pray? And then, so we prayed. And then after that, she, she wound up crying and it was, it was, it got like, I don't want to get personal, but it, it was like, I feel like we got really tight from that. Yeah, I think you're, you're sharing on a spiritual level. Mm -hmm. And that's a level that most couples don't go to. I mean, most people don't go to that level, right? So a family that prays together tends to be bound together in a different way. A boyfriend, girlfriend can be bound together. I think a team that prays together can really be bound together. And I know that, you know, you guys are athletes and I know that you've sensed that. Like, if you can pray with athletes that you're attached to, it just deepens that, that uh, relationship. All right, so here's uh, the next question. What? So tonight, there was a story about David Mephibosheth, a really hard name to say. He's a lame guy who calls himself a dead dog doesn't really have the highest self-esteem ever. And David says, no, I'm, I'm bringing you into my family because I made a commitment to Jonathan. Um, and uh, he lets Mephibosheth sit at his table in spite of the fact that Mephibosheth's grandfather tried to kill him over and over again. That's a really interesting story. Are there similarities between you guys and a relationship that you have where you've sort of reached out past normal expectations to build a relationship and don't use names but you know maybe you can think of a situation you want to just tell us about the situation um i have someone really close to my life and she her sister her twin sister committed suicide a couple years back and it was a really hard time and um obviously it's been really hard for her and stuff so i just i've never reached out with her much and recently, after like four years of the death, I reached out to him like, are you doing okay? Um, I will be happy to come over and like pray for you. And um, and personally, I don't ever like, I don't pray in front of people. I don't, I think it's weird. Like not just because I don't feel comfortable with it and I feel like I'm gonna get, not judged, but like I don't think the way that I pray is like normal. Like it, it's weird, but um, I just felt like I should really reach out to her and show her my love, even though she might not feel it for herself. Um, so I don't know how many times you get woken up, but generally when I get woken up and I can't go back to sleep, it's usually a pretty good sign that God has something that he wants me to be praying about. Probably doesn't want me to get in my car and go over to the person's house. You know, at three o'clock in the morning, that's probably not what he's asking me to do. 
but but he has asked me to pray. Uh, and I think um, when we're talking about the story of Mephibosheth and David, what other comparisons are there? Like, what's God asking you to do through this story? Because it's never really just about a story. It's about what God wants you to do with it. I think, like, going above and beyond to, like, helping people, like, uh, just reaching out to some people who, who probably don't fit in. Mm. But, like, you can help them feel like they're at home. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would say, like, reaching out to others, like, and using the gifts that God gave you to, like, reach out and make them feel loved and accepted. And they may not have as much as you do. The story directly, like, relates to keeping promises. If you're going to make one, you better, like, find a way to keep it. Yeah. Anything else? I have one more question, or maybe it's a statement, and you can respond to that. So the way I treat the dead dogs in my life, that's a horrible statement, right? Yeah. Uh, but the way I treat dead dogs in my life says more about me than about them. It says more about me than about them. Uh, I, I have a friend who told, told the story. He was on a plane uh, flying across you know, country, and he was in first class. He didn't usually get to fly at first class. And um, there was a, a very wealthy couple sitting a row ahead of them. And, this, uh, and the flight attendant came by and she said, you know, can I get you guys a pillow or a blanket or, you know, something to drink, something to eat. And um, the woman didn't respond. And so the, the flight attendant thought maybe she's hard of hearing or, um, you know, I'll, I'll try again. So she was a little louder and got in front where the woman could actually see that she was talking to her. And she still didn't respond. And so the flight attendant was a little concerned because she's like, this is my job. I'm really supposed to make these people feel comfortable. And she said, is there anything I can do for you? And the, the gentleman sitting there leaned over and he said, I'm sorry, my wife doesn't speak with servants. Okay, when I heard that story, I was so upset at the woman who treated the flight attendant like she was less. It didn't say anything about the flight attendant. It said everything about the woman. And I think we as Christians are telling the world about Jesus by the way we treat Mephibosheths. So let me ask you this question, I guess, in closing. So just off the cuff, again, don't use names, but can you think right now of someone who would be a Mephibosheth in your life? Not just somebody you know, but somebody who the rest of the world treats like a dead dog. And you're like, ugh. Here's the hard question. What do you think God wants you to do with that? I mean, I know of, like, just a kid at my school that, like, he's, I mean, easily picked on by other kids. And, like, he obviously understands that part of it is just, like, guys being guys. But, like, so, um, I feel like a lot of people target him just because he's an easy target and it makes them feel better about themselves. So I feel like just... um opening yourself up to them and like allowing them to like just be a part of your life and just get that like positivity from you instead of having to always deal with this negative attacks I guess mm. uh, yeah and to be legitimate enough to say this might actually end up being a real relationship yeah and then I have to actually care about the real relationship yeah it's not like mm -hmm. I'm gonna be cool go out of my way and say hi to this person that, 
that's not really what this story is. What else, what else can you do? Walking in the hallways tomorrow, if you were walking in the hallways, which you're not, you know, and you run into that kid or you know that kid, what are you supposed to do tomorrow? Perhaps God would want you to reach out to them, lend a helping hand, and also um, care for them, ask about their own struggles, and even help in any certain way you can. Just try to get closer to them, like mm-hmm. even just like asking like, hey, what'd you do over the weekend or something like that. Wouldn't it be weird if you actually like texted them? Mm-hmm. You know, this is weird. I was just thinking about you, you know, just wanted to make sure you're doing okay. I know a lot of people are depressed. I, I uh, just saw an article about a kid who committed suicide on a classroom Zoom call. Like committed suicide on the call. And you're like, wow. What, how would you feel if you're a Christian in that classroom and you miss the cues? Mm-hmm. And we have opportunities all the time. I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty. I'm just saying, you know. So... Do you have a Mephibosheth? Just answer that question first. Do you think you have a Mephibosheth? And then what are you going to do about it tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, what I could like specifically do tomorrow is like obviously we can't do a lot. We don't have school or whatever, but just reaching out to them and just, I mean, even if it's just being positive or just starting like a small conversation because, I mean, those can even lead to obviously like more deeper relationships just by having more and more those smaller conversations lead to the bigger relationships yeah yeah and to add on to colton's just like reaching out and saying like i know that like it can get hard sometimes with work and school and it can be stressful but i'm always here if you need me if you ever want to like talk or something Mm -hmm. just let them know that you're there for them perhaps if you know a person that's struggling with like online school and you're like doing pretty well you could reach out, help them out with any classes. You know, we have them. It's pretty lonely if you're flunking a class. You know you're flunking a class, and you don't have anybody sitting beside you. Yeah. You're like, how do I get help? Like, wouldn't it be just humiliating to have to reach out and say, I'm bombing geometry, and I have no idea what I'm doing? Like, who does that reach out? They can't, right? Pretty good stuff. Good stuff, guys. Yeah. Thanks for your uh, insight. This was a good uh, Crossroads night. Glad you guys were back. Good seeing smiling faces. Yeah. And uh, in two weeks, the Christmas party. So, well, uh, this is uh, me saying goodbye for all of these guys. I'll let them say goodbye for themselves. But uh, until next time. Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious rich roast coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org and contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter.